0: Here we are again. Leverage your time. Balance your life. I'm Dr. Walker, and I'm Wendy. And what have we got here, Wendy? We got a a kind of a nervous guy, an anxious guy, a worried guy, (laughs) and we're gonna we're gonna Uh, and he's gonna talk about Stoic philosophy. Yes. Yeah.
1: This is my wonderful husband, Greg, and yeah, introduce yourself, Greg.
2: I am Greg. I'm Wendy's husband. Uh, John's. Son-in-law, yeah. um, I'm in technology, work for a major financial in- financial institution
0: in the Charlotte area. Who shall Rick, not be a, named. Yeah. yeah, we will not name it. <laughs> hey, Greg, hey, you've got a lot of uh, uh, irons in the fire, a lot of pressure, a lot mm-hmm. of things going on, and you got some deadlines going on and worries you like it worried me and worried Wendy. Right. And so we're going to talk about your favorite philosophy, which is stoic philosophy, which keeps you from worrying. So tell us how Stoic philosophy works. Well, no, I
2: mean, when you look at Stoicism, I mean, um, really over the last few years, there's been kind of a resurgence in that type of philosophy. And I would say probably right now, uh, Ryan Holiday is kind of the thought leader oh, really? around that. Okay. He's written numerous books around Stoicism, Stoic philosophy, um, and just is, is, is a phenomenal thinker around that.
0: Is he from uh, Texas? Is yes, yes, he, he he's actually from near Austin. That's right. I, I read in Texas Monthly about him. Yeah. Right. Uh, he owns a bookstore. He right? owns a little bookstore. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: In a little town, but he's a prolific author and a speaker, and um, like I said, really is a thought leader mm. of this modern resurgence of you know Stoicism. studying Stoicism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So where did it come from originally?
0: S- from Seneca. Seneca,
2: S- yeah. Seneca, Epictetus. S- yeah. Marcus Aurelius is probably the most famous of the Stoic uh, or practitioners of Stoicism. I, I don't want to necessarily call him a philosopher. But, you know, I mean, when you think about it, he was an emperor uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, you know, his 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 writings, you know, his, his journal, his diary was all about his thoughts on Stoicism. It wasn't meant for public consumption. It was his own personal writings uh-huh. that had been, the I people have, have that learned to read through. It. I oh, had that book in my okay. life. Yeah,
0: and uh, so it was like. His let me journal. let's go it's back. It's his journal. Yeah, wow. let's just go all the way back. The first person to begin stoicism was Zeno, and he's famous for Zeno's. He's famous for Zeno's era, and Zeno's era was. Uh, Zeno said, "Era never goes anywhere because you can stop it anywhere, and it's not moving." Mm-hmm. An and arrow. arrow uh, okay, an like arrow. Arrow. You okay. shoot an arrow. Yep. And Zeno said in two thousand BC, he said the arrow never moves because you could stop it anywhere in its trajectory and it'd be stumped. Okay. You know? right. And now with cameras, the thousand clicks or what do you call that can stop action and stuff, and you'll see a basketball going up there, they click it. And the basketball stops right up mm. in the air. So, Zeno. It looks is like right. it's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> right.
1: he, he knew now, that before you could we, we actually. Have to, prove we have it. to
2: clarify yes. for mm-hmm. those of you that don't speak Texan, John was saying arrow. A- like A R R O like
0: arrow. Like arrow. Like, like, yeah. But, but, Maybe that's why Siri always can't, when I dictate something, she gets the words wrong. She does not know how to speak Texan. Exactly. And I thought these things were supposed to be smart. You're not very smart if you can't speak Texan. That's right. So, um, But then, after that was Seneca. Mm-hmm. And then, about Greg, two, three, it was actually about um, 4,000 years later when Marcus Aurelius wrote down his writings, mm-hmm. which really, he was the what's the guy's name in Texas now? What's his name? Holl- uh, holiday. Holiday. Uh, Marcus Aurelius was the holiday of his time, I guess you would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Great. And so uh, tell us a little bit more about Stoicism. You know, I mean,
2: I can't I can't speak on it on a super high level. I mean, I'm just now really diving into it. I mean, I got, I got interested in it a little bit during COVID, you know, just when the world was kind of turned upside down. And, you know, people were really struggling with, What is going on in the world? What's going on in their lives? How is this impacting them? And I was wrestling with that. Wendy was wrestling with that and our daughters as well. And so I just kind of came across actually a book by Ryan Holiday called, um, oh my goodness, it's slipping my mind right now, Um, The Obstacle is the Way,
1: yes, right, which
2: really looked at some of the teachings of of the great Stoics, in particular Marcus Aurelius, and just talking about that thing, that obstacle, that one thing in front of you. Right, that that actually can be the path forward for you if you're able to overcome whatever that is. And so I drilled into it a little bit more and really just found it. It really fit me and my personality. Um, you know, I think there's misconception about stoicism that it's people that well, if you're a stoic, you don't show emotion, right? You don't have any fun. You're, you're you're dry. I mean, when you look at it, you know, a lot of people look at like stereotypical like a German, like a German engineer, like a very <laughs> stoic <laughs> German. You know, yeah, the word stoic is stoic. Yeah. It's not really Stoic, Stoic philosophy. No, but it's that same phraseology. But that's what people interpret or that's how they look at it is, oh, if you're a Stoic, if you follow Stoic philosophy, you must not show emotion. And that's truly what it's, you know, it's not really about that.
1: That's what really? I thought at first when you were talking about Stoicism. I'm like, you mean like, like you don't show emotion? Like and you Spock. Just, like, love, like, like, like Spock, very I mean, logical. Yeah. And having a lot of German blood in me, I think I <laughs> have a little bit of that Stoic personality. It's mm-hmm. like, just move forward, and
0: yep. Man, I don't have a Stoic philosophy. <laughs> I'm a, a worry for every wind, that, every feather that blows. I'm, I'm blowing around. It uh, doesn't mean for I'm not worried. every wind that blows. Yeah. Um, but let me uh, try to summarize simply what Stoicism is. Let's say that, let's do the A, B, C, D, okay? A is an activa- activating event. A is an activating event. Mm-hmm. B is the belief about the event and C is the consequence of the belief not the activating event Mm -hmm. and then D is what you're going to do about the doing so what stoicism really says is you change your belief about the activating event if you see a rock in the middle of the road an obstacle you could say, oh me, I can't get around because that obstacle's in the road, you know? Whereas you say, belief, hmm, that's gonna make me stronger, I'm gonna move that rock, or I'm gonna build a road around that rock and Mm -hmm. consequently do the right thing, see? Mm -hmm. So changing your belief about the uh, slings and arrows of outrageous fortune in your life uh, will help you have better feelings and help you have better activities. Right. And it,
2: it, it goes a little bit beyond that as well, is that it, it's really about you and yourself and how you interpret what happens around you. And helping you come with that realization is that, you know what, we're going to all face obstacles in our life. We're going to face challenges in our life, but we have to make that decision and understand what is truly within my control and what is not. Mm-hmm. And what I can only really control is how I respond as what you're saying, how I respond to any kind of challenge. Right. Be it, you know, a a family event, be it, you know, politics, be it, a global
0: Texas pandemic. A&M, uh, Texas AM losing all their football games. <laughs>
2: well see, we respond to that differently. You take that personally and, and go into a little funk, and I, I rejoice um, with every loss of Texas AM football. Um, but that's so
1: dad just needs to change his belief about Texas AM losing. That's, no, that's my he belief needs to come is, along.
0: That's a good thing. Yeah, my, <laughs> right. my belief is Texas AM will never win. That way I don't have bad feelings. Exactly.
2: But it's really it but the, it really comes down to that. So it's it's really my response. How do I respond to situations? And really taking the time to realize that there are things that happen in our lives. There's things that we face that they're, the circumstances are completely out of our control. Right. Right. And with that, you know, to step back and say, I can't control that, but I can control how I respond to that. Mm-hmm. And that to me, that's really of of all the things I've I've learned in in, in studying you know, stoicism and so on and so forth. That's the one that really kind of stood out to me because there's so many times for all of us where we got circumstances going on in our lives and we want to change it and we want to control it. We want to, you know, make it different, make it different. And the reality is all I can do is change how I respond to
1: it. That's a good point. So Mm -hmm. that's what, what is a work stress that you're facing right now? That's an obstacle Can you walk us through like an example of what that looks like with using Stoic philosophy?
2: Uh, Yeah, I can. For example, I deal with um, some of the projects I'm working on. I deal with development teams, right? And there's a lot of pressure to get certain projects delivered by year's end, right? But within that, though, I have no authority over... development teams. I can't motivate them. I can't, they report through a different channel. Mm -hmm. And so all I can do is control how I respond to them. All I can do is control what I'm going to do, the work I'm going to put into it and step back with that realization that I can't impact these guys. I can't drive them forward in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And so trying not to let that influence how I respond to things, mm-hmm,
0: that's and great. not to
2: keep that stress. Even though it sounds that sounds wonderful, but in reality, it's a very hard thing to practice. It
0: that's is. right, Greg. That sounds great, mm-hmm. but that is very, very hard to do. And I'd like to know how Holiday says what he would do with those issues that you can't control. Um, yeah, you know, what
1: do you think um, he would say after reading all of his books?
2: Well, the books I've read. I mean, I think I think what he would say is. You have. You can only control how you respond to them. You can only control the the stress that you have. You you can do what you can to motivate them, but at the end of the day, they're responsible for their actions. They're responsible for their activities. And as long as you do the hard work, as long as you do what it takes to get the project done, right? All that I can do. That's all. I, you know. That's
0: that's all I'm responsible
2: for. You know. I'm only responsible for myself and and my. The, act, the actions that I take. Yeah. You
0: know, if you read the Bible and read the letters of Paul, you will see a lot of stoic philosophy mm-hmm. in Paul. He said, I've learned to be content in all things. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's clearly stoic philosophy. And uh, a little prayer that I like to say to myself is from Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses, I believe it's 4 and 6. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's a stoic philosophy, When you really think about it. Have no anxiety about anything. Turn things over to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can be, you can have peace. So in my being a Christian, I, it's again, it's hard to do, try to turn everything over to God. Uh, I guess a a, sec, a a secular person would, I don't know what they turn it over to, but it's essentially the same thing, right? right. They turn it over to their mind, I guess, turn it mm-hmm. over to their inner mind uh, and not let it bother them. Mm -hmm. What do you say, Wendy?
1: I'm thinking of the serenity prayer, and I don't know it by heart, but something about, you know, Lord grant me the... it is. Yeah, you probably know it. It It's a great prayer, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh,
0: grant me the ability to change the things I can change, uh, not worry about the things I can't change, and have the, the wisdom, wisdom to know the difference. difference right, that, right, that's
2: very stoic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it, that's a very stoic type of, of viewpoint. That yeah. that is really identifying what what's in my control, what's not, in, what's my not control. in my control, and only work on myself and the things that are in my control. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, really all that we can do.
0: It's yeah. called the Serenity Prayer, mm-hmm. and it's by Reinhold Niebuhr. Hmm. And it's a prayer that's been adapted by Alcoholics Anonymous. AA uses that yep. all the time. Another thing AA does, and Vicki likes to do this a lot, uh, we got caught in traffic and I was you know, and Vicki said, hey, just think, getting caught in this traffic probably prevented us to be in an accident. Yes, okay? I love that that's idea. idea. And uh, Maybe AA we does that been. all the time, yeah. you know, like, if you're in a grocery line, you get on the wrong line, say, oh, always get on the wrong line. Don't do that. Say, thank you for keeping me from some tragic thing happening. That's right. a stoic uh, idea. It? it is it,
2: you No, know, very much so. And it's even funny going back to what you're talking about, about traffic. You know, one of the <laughs> things I think it's Aurelius talks about is this idea that, you know what, and I'm going to paraphrase it. We're always going to run into bad people. We're going to run into dumb people. We're going to run into, you know, challenging people in our lives. And so we just need to be prepared for that. Realize that it's going to happen not only in our lives, but on a daily basis, right? Be prepared for that. And then again, you work on how you respond to that,
1: Mm -hmm, right? So
2: we shouldn't be caught off guard, right? (laughs) When, when those things happen. And I know like for myself is when I was, you know, when I was in ministry and I was teaching, I used to talk about this a lot is, you know, people would get in the church, we get so upset because someone who doesn't know God is doing something wrong. (laughs) Well, what, what would you expect them to do? Right. Know, you know, know, a broken person's going to do broken person things. Right. And so you, you know, even though if someone's a believer might see an action and go, oh, that's, that's against my morals. That's against my values. But at the end of the day, why are you casting upset about that? Why are you upset about that? Work on yourself. Right. And expect broken people to do broken people things. Right. You know, yeah, and, 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 and it's it. how we respond to that.
0: I can't remember a whole lot about Stoic philosophy, but I do remember that Stoics thought that our life was determined, and uh, it said that it's like riding in a cart pulled by a wild mule. Mm-hmm. You know You mm-hmm. just pulled along, and you can't control that. You can't control the mule. You can't control your determinism. that what's been determined but you can change your ideas about what's been determined. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Greg, or is that wrong? Uh, I'm sure something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm not an expert on it.
2: I just know how like that, That you know, there's two things that really impacted me. One is this idea, uh, or three things. One is, you know, you're going to deal with people, you know, across the board. So don't be surprised when bad things happen, when people act foolishly. Expect it. Mm-hmm. You won't be surprised by it. Right? The other is what other circumstances are going on in your life or going on around you, you can only control your response to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't control the circumstance itself. And last but not least is this idea of memento mori, which is this thought of remember you die. And so how do you want to live your life? Right. Knowing that, you know, we are all going to pass away. There's a lot of people that try to deny that and try to prolong that and keep that from happening. But the reality mm-hmm. is all of us are going to die. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so how do we live our lives now? Right. Right. Right, remembering that we have that that death coming in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: What's right, that, that, that in, word? What memento, mori. memento
0: mori. Memento memory mori death. Okay. Yeah. Memento mori. Remember memento the, mori. Yeah. Remember, Remember your death. That we're yep. all going mm-hmm.
2: to yes. eventually pass away. Yeah. You know, but within that, you know, I read something today. I read, I read this. It's like a it's like a daily, you know, daily stoic reading. And the yep. one today was really talking about legacy, but it kind of turned it on its ear a little bit. It was this idea of you know what so many of us get hung up on what is our legacy going to be, right? You know, you look at like wealthy people, you know, I want to get a building named after me or I want to get a college named after me or all of these things. But the reality is who cares? We're going to be, we're going to be dead anyway. <laughs> You're not <anyway>. going
1: to know. <laughs> You're not
2: going to know. So why spend all this time and this effort and so on and so forth living and trying to leave a legacy that's going to far outlast you when the reality is
1: do something good today. We'll do something good
0: today. Well, Greg, what I get worried about, I want to be sure everybody comes to my funeral. I want to <laughs> fill up that church. I want to fill it up have a line outside, but I guess it doesn't matter.
1: Well but, that it doesn't thing, matter to that, you because the irony you're no longer is here. you probably I bet God doesn't let you look down on your funeral from heaven and peek in. But,
0: but Wendy, you're going to Wendy, be in paradise. You're not going to care. But Wendy, wouldn't it be sad if I'm dead and you look around and nobody's there but you? It would only be sad for me,
1: not for you. You're right. in paradise, exactly. Yeah. But but it you're is it, it is an
0: interesting
2: thing if you think about it. How much time we spend, you know, trying to plan or, like I said, leave this legacy that's going to go far beyond us. Yeah. Right, but at the end, and we worry about that, and we instead don't. Of today. Instead of we don't live for today, we mm-hmm. don't live yeah.
0: in the moment. Yep. We're not, you know, that you, living in the moment is a good, good deal too. Yes. I mean, hey, we were talking about that last week. When do you remember we were mm-hmm. talking about the Tombstone test, the Aggie test, exactly. and all exactly? And it's the same thing. Uh, mental morality, M-
1: Memento mori. Memento mori. Memento
0: mori is the same thing. How you you know. How you want to be think about yourself? Yeah, exactly. Like the, I think
2: the tombstone test test is beautiful because you know that's the end of that life. Like, you know, this is how I want to be remembered, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I want to live a life now that builds towards that, yeah. Yeah. and not look. I'm gonna, you know, the the key for my life is when I pass because then I'm gonna have all of this legacy behind me. Not Right of you, yeah, yeah. you know, it's no, it's it's not it. It's live your life mm-hmm. now so that when that time does happen, you know that that marker that tombstone whatever you want to look at it you know that that's the reflection on how you lived your life up to that point not how it's going to impact the future right Right.
1: so i remember something when we were in the pandemic and doing our walks because Mm -hmm. that was one of the ways that we could get out Mm -hmm. of the apartment and escape into nature and we'd walk and talk and walk and talk and we'd talk about this stuff um so refresh my memory about this but I believe that part of the Stoic philosophy is looking at what the worst thing could happen Mm -hmm. in a situation would be, and then uh, accepting that, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I might die if I do this, or yes, I might get fired if I do this, accepting that, that could be the reality, but then trying to um, On it, can you speak to that? Well, yeah. Well, that
2: I mean, that kind of ties back. Dale Carnegie talked about that in his book, "How to Stop Worrying and Start Living." Tim Ferriss, who is a prolific writer and podcast host nowadays, he talks a lot about that as well. Is yeah, whenever you're you're facing a a decision or you know or challenge in your life, is really understanding what is the worst thing that can happen, and then. Once you accept that, and then you understand that, yeah, that's the worst that can happen, and it's probably not going to happen.
1: Exactly. But if it
2: does, that's the worst thing that can happen, and you accept that, that removes that worry
1: mm-hmm. from
2: you know. It should remove that worry from your life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when
0: you, you know, are worry-free, you can live freely, enjoy mm-hmm. your life, and get things done better. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So was I wrong? Was that not stoic? Or was somebody, Well, no, it, it, else, it's tied to
2: stoics. But when you look at kind of who, el- who else talks about that, like I said, Dale Carnegie, you know, everyone knows how to win friends and influence people, but he's got this whole other book, which is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, and that's yeah. one of the things it talks about in there. Like I, said,
0: I think that's almost as good, if not better, than How to Win Friends and Influence mm-hmm. People.
2: You know, and then like I said, Tim Ferriss really talks about that as well as you really look at, you know, regardless of your circumstances, if you're in a job like mine that's super high stress, what's the worst thing that can happen? I could lose my job. Well, you know what? Will I end up homeless living in a van down by the river? No, probably not. I can always get another job. So when you look at it that way, you know, it's like, yeah, it would be it would be painful for a period of time, but at the end of the day, it's not going to It's not going to be the end of my life. But if my identity was tied up in the company I worked for and the role I had and, you know, the income I was getting from this and, and, and then, yeah, you'll lose that. And then it is a death blow because you haven't thought beyond that.
0: Mm. Now, who's Tim Ferris? I haven't heard of him.
2: He's an an author, podcaster, Uh entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and you run some worry. He's, right? he's, yeah. he's a really popular podcast. Very popular. He's actually based out, I believe he's based out of Austin as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, he's a really popular podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll be as popular as he is someday. <laughs> That's but right. We keep talking Rob about Campy. these great subjects. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think this is a really good conversation on stoicism.
0: Good, it's really good. On, so, Sim, you want to wrap it up? When anything,
1: you? Well, anything else that you have to add? I'm... No, not off, not
2: off the the top of my head. I'm sure when you're speaking, I'll have something come to mind. Okay. You know. But. <laughs> Feel
1: free to jump right in. Right. What I took away from this, and we're going to invite our listeners to to do a takeaway. There's something new we're going to add at the end. But what I took away from this is remember your death, memento mori. Um, live for the moment, not for the future, mm-hmm. and to. Understand that only we can ex- we can control our response, not the events that happen to us. We can only res- control our response, and we can't control other people. Also, to su- to um, expect that bad things and bad people will be in our lives, and once we anticipate that happening, then it mm-hmm. doesn't surprise us. If we're thinking, oh, we could have traffic today, mm-hmm. then we won't get road rage. That's my takeaway. Something else you wanted to add?
0: Well, I'm going to add this: um, always expect to ag- the Aggies to lose, and <laughs> <early. laughs> mm-hmm. then you won't be disappointed. That's exactly. Right. If, if, <laughs> you know,
2: you're you're exactly right. But but the, you know, two things you touched on real quick. You know, and, and I want to I want to circle back to that real fast. Is one of them is this is this idea of living in the moment, <laughs> right? Because if you think about it. You know, the two things that people wrestle with the most are anxiety and
1: depression. depression,
2: right? And you look at it. One is looking back, not living in the moment, but looking back at re- with regret on things you could have done, things you should have done, bad decisions you made. That leads to depression. Or you project too far into the future and you imagine all what of if, these horrible if, things, what this what if, what if, what if, what if. That drives anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. right? So this idea of living in the moment really is is the key thing. And then the other thing I want to just circle back around to is just this idea of, you know, how all we can control is how we resp- – or all we can do is control how we respond to situations. You know, if you look at, at the world we live in right now with all the turmoil that's gone on, mm-hmm. but beyond that, you know, we have whole industries that are built on outrage and that are built on – Fear fear mongering and are Mm -hmm. built on drama, you know, be it news, social media, so on and so forth, that it drives so much anger and anxiety and fear in the world that we live in you know what, that that we, if we take this stoic philosophy and we step back and say, you know, first of all, do I even want to ingest this type of stuff? But if I am going to watch the news and it's this outrage all the time, right? You know, there are circumstances that are outside my control. Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to try to worry about those things that are outside my control. Again, I'm just going to worry about how I respond to that and what I can do. Good. That's good. So what do you
0: tell the listeners to do with this, Wendy?
1: Well, we talked about what we'd like our listeners to do is two things. One, what have you learned today that is going to impact what are you going to do with the information that you learned today what are you going to do
0: differently because of this exactly
1: and the second thing is who are you going to tell about this podcast and share with them what you've learned so decide something that you're going to do differently because of this information that we've gleaned from greg and who are you going to share that with because by doing that what you'll do is you will cement your learning and you will also grow our audience. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, but you know, if you tell somebody something, if you speak it, then you're more likely to do it. Exactly. Correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Reinforcing the learning. Well, Greg, that was great.
0: Uh, you did well, thank a good you. Good job. Uh, and uh, thank you for being with us. And we'll see you next time. All, All right. Thank, thank you. you.